Casey Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey, glorious humanoids, welcome back to the Tangentialist podcast with Macy Gage, and let's just dive right in. This is episode number 22, side note for getting everything. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention first off to you glorious humanoids that you are going to hear me sometimes be repeating myself as I am very forgetful. And recently I said to someone, let's go to that movie, The Quiet Place. Uh, I probably should say The Quiet Place too. Uh, as we were passing an outdoor ad for it and they turned and they looked at me saying, don't you remember we just saw that two weeks ago? And this sort of dates this, this podcast uh, a bit, but, but you get the point. I blame the power of advertising for this mix-up, as I remembered some of it, just of course it hadn't been inserted into my long-term memory yet. It was in the limbo section, where some items get into the hard copy storage locker, but others, and many others, fall out. It is unfortunate that outrageous events seem to be the ones that get in the easiest. The day-to-day just slips by almost unnoticed, as a lot of it is routine, and routine is so regular and predictable that it is hard for anything to stick out. And if it does, why does it and how does it get into the the long-term memory? And where does it fit with everything else? There are so many forms of memory, short-term, long-term, working memory, body memory, and practical memory, and chronological memory, to name a few. And this last one, I do have a lot of trouble with. Short and chronological are my most difficult. Then there's practical memory and creative memory and emotional memory. Actually, don't quote me on that. These last few, I'm not certain if I just made them up. They sound credible to me, so why not? And I've studied memory a little bit with uh, psychology. And and yeah, they, they do only recognize three types, the short, the long, and sensory memory. And the other ones are vaguely touched upon briefly, like uh, in in certain paragraphs in the textbook, but they don't actually give it uh, any specific area in the brain where it's located or or any of the ways in which memories are are processed or how they actually fit together. It's just, it's it's really, in some areas of the mind, uh, it's still unknown. And that's why there's so many studies on different different types of people to see what information they can garner from just doing these these studies. And, and really that doesn't mean very much at all because there are so many variables that go into each person and each person's experience that you can't really pinpoint it as one specific factor that, that makes it that that specific individual can represent everyone 
in in all manners or or all ways of thinking of a specific type of memory because that's impossible, right? There, so okay, I was talking about uh, how I was having all the different types of memory, and and yeah, I was I I went overboard with ginger root as a weight loss tool, and I ended up having nine out of ten side effects listed online. I was really out of it with migraines, stomach aches, depression, heart palpitations. It was fun at first, feeling like I was on a roller coaster, thinking I had just had too much coffee or dark chocolate. But after nearly two weeks, I realized what was wrong. I knew early on, with my disadvantages, that they had made me alert to what everyone needs to know. That we need to be aware of our, our diet, our exercise, and our sleep really very consciously because these play an important part in recognizing things that can become a problem for us uh, where we end up having all of these different types of side effects like nausea and headaches and stuff. And unfortunately, we shouldn't be always popping you know, Tylenol pills to, to solve it when we can actually get right down to the root as to why these issues end up happening. Uh, but yeah, I will go much further into my conditions roller coaster ride interpretation and comprehension in future posts as we unfold my experiences of the stigmatized disorder known as bipolar through the last 20 plus years, giving you some insight and hopefully some giggles along the way. Uh, but yeah, I want to go off into more of a tangent to to explain that that memory is is like a multi-sided sort of Rubik's cube in a sense because we have so many memories and how do they get into our head? How do they stay in our mind? How do we how do we make them as more than just photographs on our phones or in social media's look at look at what I've done, you know? It's like it needs to be sort of more something that's tangible and something that can be recognized. I don't know if we can actually pinpoint it in the brain yet, but I don't think so. so there still needs to be a way that we can harness these memories and, and keep them so that we can go back to them and we can sort of, in a sense, relive them, but not just through a photograph. Like, is there a way that we can create experiences from these these memories that, that we want to go back to? And yeah, like there's there's got to be a sense there. I got a little fur ball and she's doing some weird stuff behind the computer. So memory is is a, a multi-sided sort of Rubik's Cube or almost like imagine that it's a mirror that you can just look at 5,000 sides in different ways. And it's not just your reflection, but it's the reflection of, say, all the different photographs you've taken over your entire life. And then how can you recreate those experiences in sort of your mind to remember them as not just still images, but as experiences and how you felt and, and what those feelings conjured up in you to, to make it to get into the long-term memory. Memory. Memory is something that, that we need to focus on because it's what we base a lot of our a lot of our life around and upon that's very it's a very important part of our lives based on this is what the experiences that we've had and that what we share uh, with our family and our friends and how it just it becomes becomes very important to us but you know what there there's so many other ways that that uh, the entire world can really see memory and there are when you look up memory how to improve memory how many websites does it say there are let's look again and the total actually equals 1,330,000 websites so i found uh five websites that are 
good at uh, helping, helping us train our brains to improve our memory. So the first one that I have here, it's 11 methods for improving your memory. And I'm just going to give a brief sort of summary for all of them and then list the websites on the facebook.com backslash tangentalist. That's T-A-N-G-E-N-T-A-L-I-S-T. Okay, so 11 methods for improving your memory. First one, focus your attention. Number two, avoid cramming. Number three, structure and organize. Number four, utilize mnemonic devices, which if you're not familiar with this term, is a device or technique that uh, people use to aid in recalling their memory for things like often using the first letter of an item to remember. This is something they do at Starbucks for remembering their drinks. Number five, elaborate and rehearse. Because repeat, repeat, repeat gets it into our memory. Number six, visualize concepts. Because visualization is is another technique that is great for remembering. Number seven, relate new information to things you already know. In a way, this is kind of like chunking. Because you're just kind of grabbing things that that you already have in your memory. And you just sort of add on to what you already know. Number eight, read out loud. Number nine, pay extra attention to difficult information. Number 10, vary your study routine. Number 11, get some sleep, because that's essential. Okay, the next website is 13 brain exercises to help keep you mentally sharp. Okay, so some of these may be familiar, but, but some of them will be new. Number one. Have fun with a jigsaw puzzle. Number two, try your hand at cards. Number three, build your vocabulary. Number four, dance your heart out. Sounds physical, but it's actually, it helps with uh, with your memory too, with your brain. Number five, use all of your senses. Number six, learn a new skill because this will challenge you and help you keep you engaged. Number seven, teach a new skill to someone else. Number eight, listen to or play music. Number nine, take a new route to to pick up a friend, to go to school, to go to work. Number 10, meditate. Number 11, learn a new language. Number 12, take up Tai Chi. Number 13, focus on another person. The third website is uh, 14 Natural Ways to Improve Your Memory. And the first one is Eat Less Added Sugar. Yes, that is very important. Difficult, but it's important. Number two, try a fish oil supplement because these, uh, these fats are important to our overall health. Number three, make time for meditation, which we're familiar with, but, but it is good. Number four, maintain a healthy weight. Difficult, but it's important. Number five, get enough sleep. Yes, that is very, very important. Tough to do sometimes, but 
It's very, very important. Number six, practice mindfulness. Number seven, drink less alcohol. That is very important as well. Number eight, train your brain. Because exercising cognitive skills is very, very important with your mind. Keep your mind active. Number nine, cut down on refined carbs. Number 10, get your vitamin D levels tested. That's expensive though, so I don't know, just just keep your vitamin D in check. Like you can get pills that are vitamin C and D, and, and I like to have those just to just to keep keep them keep them up, keep the, the levels up. Number 11, exercise more. Number 12, choose anti-inflammatory foods, and there's a list here. And number 13, consider curcumin which is a compound found in high concentration in turmeric. Yeah, that's definitely good to have. I never even thought of that. So if you're not into curry, you can at least get a supplement. You can get them in pills. Uh, there's all kinds of supplements for it, like uh, different ways of taking it. The fourth website is uh, Memory Loss. This one's seven tips to improve your memory from the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. So let's see what they've got to say. Number one, include physical activity in your daily routine. Yeah, we know that one. Hard to get it in there. It's good to make sure you can get it in when you can. Number two, stay mentally active. Number three, socialize regularly. Number four, get organized. Number five, sleep well. Number six, eat a healthy diet. Number seven, manage chronic conditions and know when to seek help for memory loss. And then, this is from Harvard, and it is seven ways to keep your memory sharp at any age. So this one's a good one too. Let's see what they have to say. Number one, keep learning. Number two, use all of your senses. Number three, believe in yourself. I haven't heard that one, and that is very important. Number four, economize your brain use. Because if you don't need to use, use mental energy, then you don't need to. Number five, repeat what you want to know. Because repeat, repeat, repeat. That's how it gets in sometimes. Number six, space it out. And number seven, make a mnemonic, which uh, we reviewed already. Okay, so those are the, the five websites. And good luck with them. <laughs> Memory is a big thing, and I need to improve mine, and <laughs> I wonder how everybody else is doing with this pandemic, if they're actually finding it's helping them increase their memory because they're able to focus on it more, or are they just trying to do too much that they're finding that their memory is just becoming too taxed with, with all the expectations that they're trying to put on themselves. So, I mean, let's try to be kind to ourselves. Let's try to try to get what we can get done done and just take every day as you know one single step and and just remember to focus on the important things our friends our family our diet our exercise and making sure we get the proper amount of sleep okay thank you glorious humanoids for tuning in and i'll see you next time and this is what i will go into great deal with in the next episode